You are listening to Unbreakable Success, episode 49. Welcome to Unbreakable Success, where each episode gives you the experts and perspectives to evolve your success in mind, body, and wealth. My name is Aaron Keith Hawkins, and I have over 20 years of leadership experience as a public servant and as an entrepreneur. And now, my mission is your success. And to all my entrepreneurs out there, I know I completely understand how overwhelming it can sometimes feel to try to figure out what kind of sales funnels to use and marketing messages to use and which social media we should be using to grow our audiences. But the truth is, sometimes we got to sit back and think, wait a minute, how am I really influencing my audience and how am I building relationships? Which is why I've created a live event called Unbreakable Success Live to meet specifically to take a deep dive into how to create more influence, generate stronger relationships with your audience and the people you're trying to reach and serve with your product or service. And on top of that, meet a whole bunch of entrepreneurs that are looking to do the same thing in a completely authentic and genuine way. If you're a listener of this show, I know that's your jam. So uh, regardless of when you're hearing this, Go to AaronKeithHawkins.com forward slash live to see when the next event is. And I can't wait to meet you, give you a hug, shake your hand, and create something amazing together in your business and life. I can't wait to meet you. AaronKeithHawkins.com forward slash live. We are extremely fortunate to have a pretty amazing guest with us today, Jay Rook from sunny California. Well, I'm going to I'm going to claim him as a northeasterner still, but he's in sunny California. Nice. Uh, Jay works with uh, Jay's a, a, a business coach who works with entrepreneurs and business owners to help them maintain their sanity, focus their energy, um, make cleaner decisions. I love that term, Jay, clean decision. Uh, I, I'm going to steal that from you and I'll give you credit a couple of times, but I'm going to I'm going to own it after that. Love it. <laughs> they help it, he helps business owners make cleaner decisions uh, and identify optimal leadership styles and help them troubleshoot what's truly going on in their organization. Uh, Jay likes to say he essentially operates as a GPS unit for his executive coaching clients. Uh, Jay's a, Jay, you're a lot more than that for sure. Uh, I'm going to highlight the fact that you went to culinary school and you and I are going to uh, exchange recipes. And what I mean by that is you're going to give me some recipes <laughs> when we're done recording here. And if anybody wants them, maybe I'll put them in the show notes <laughs> to share with the people. Uh, all kidding aside, thanks, Jay, for spending time with us today. I know you got a ton of great stuff to share for everybody listening. So uh, much appreciated, my friend. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm super excited to be here. Thank you so much uh, for the invitation. I am flattered, and uh, yeah, it is actually sunny in California right now. So uh, you're 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 spot on. So jealous, man. Us Jersey people get well. We're, <laughs> we're, we easily get jealous about weather. That's for sure. Right. <laughs> uh, in any case, I want to make sure I do this, um, Jay. For everybody that doesn't know, you have a you have a podcast coming out, and before we talk about anything about you, I want to let you to give have the chance to let everybody know the name of your show. Uh, it's going to be out uh, from the time of recording now. So it's going to be out in a few weeks. So by the time people hear this, it's going to be live, and I want them to know where to go and check you out. Hey, so, you're the best, man. Thank you. Yeah, so the uh, podcast is titled No Pain, No Gain, Entrepreneurship Made Real, but it's K-N-O-W for both of those. Nice. And the, the kind of angle on it is uh, you know, being able to speak with uh, fireside chats with successful business owners, entrepreneurs, people that have a good story to tell. And basically, it's it's going to be a lot of 
hey, uh, what are the lessons I know now that I wish I knew then? What's the best advice I've ever received? Uh, what type of mistakes did I make along the way? And kind of all the insights that come from looking in the rearview mirror uh, as we look back on our journey at entrepreneurship to help those that are in the thick of it right now uh, and trying to navigate their own success. I love it, man. That is so important. I love that. I love that name. You got to tell me, who, did you come up with the name yourself, the No Pain, No Gain? Yeah, yeah, I, I did. I, I was uh, banging my head against the wall. You should have seen, you know, the pages of lousy drafts I had prior to that. And finally, that came around. I'm just like, all right, I'm going to go with it. That, I, I love it. That that's really nice. I mean, you're talking to a guy. That I've already changed the name of my podcast once, and it's only a couple years old now. So, yeah, uh, I think you. I'm pretty sure you nailed it the first time because it's it's definitely apropos, especially for entrepreneurs. I mean. You know, if you're not experiencing any pain along the way, things probably aren't growing that much. Right. Uh, so no pain, no gain is uh, certainly an awesome title. So um, for anybody that doesn't know you, uh, can we get a, a tidbit about really where, where you're at now? What is it that you're involved in today? And then we'll get into a little backstory in a few. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, so currently what I do is basically one-on-one -on -one coaching and uh, facilitating mastermind groups with uh, earlier stage entrepreneurs. My folks are typically those that were doing well in corporate that uh, have left and are launching a business or you know, are being an entrepreneur for the first time. So they've, they've done well uh, you know, going up the corporate ladder, but haven't owned the whole show before. And so you know, what I do is help them work on uh, essentially navigating the emotional roller coaster of launching a venture, uh, help them get some business fundamentals in place, and uh, really just acting, uh, you know, sort of as a uh, objective third-party sounding board and sort of Sherpa along the way uh, nice. with their journeys. Nice. I love it, man. Um, that's for sure something that's needed for those of us who have kind of tipped our, had our feet in both waters, so to speak. The entrepreneurial journey is definitely one where we need everyone, I don't care who it is, uh, needs some support. So that's pretty awesome of you uh, to do that. So, um, thank you. How to, not nah, for sure. Where, how, how did you, how did this start for you? If you give us a, you know, where, where, cause obviously you didn't start out as a, as a business coach and support right. entrepreneurs. You were in the quote unquote traditional world for a good while. So, um, let us know how that kind of evolved for you to where you're, where you're doing things today. Yeah. You know, the, the best way I, I could, uh, describe it would be someone uh, stumbling down the hallway in the dark trying to find the door. You know, that's kind of how I, I feel like uh, the first decade of, uh, of my professional journey. That is uh, so was, awesome. Thanks, man. I, uh, uh, I didn't really know exactly what I wanted to do, uh, get, you know, coming out of college. I uh, grew up in western Massachusetts and, uh, you know, working class family and just didn't have a huge exposure to, you know, all the nuances of what, what, what is out there. You know, so I knew the basics, you know, like cop, doctor, attorney, things of that nature, but right. uh, not a ton else. And, and so I thought, well, you know what, I, I want to make some money and I think I'm bright. Uh, why don't I be an attorney? So uh, I go to law school and end up uh, becoming an attorney for the city of New York. So when the city uh, got sued in high exposure civil litigation, I would defend the city. And uh, it was a super cool job. But uh, I, I just didn't want to practice. I, I yeah. uh, didn't enjoy the, the confrontation of it. I thought our, our legal system was pretty flawed. Mm -hmm. And uh, I really wanted to be working on building things up. So yeah. uh, leave the law and kind of, I think, to everyone's shock, mine, mine included, uh, went to culinary school afterwards and nice. thought I was going to pursue passion and, and go that route. 
um, once again, not a, a very um, enlightened uh, uh, departure off the highway for me because then <laughs> I end up realizing, well, wait, unless you own the place, you don't make uh, that much money in the food world. Uh. So uh, I take another curve and go into sales. And so I spend roughly you know, the next decade or so uh, in sales uh, and business development, big companies like Merck Pharmaceuticals and NBC Sports down to uh, small startups and uh, you know some cool things along the way. Yeah. And uh, I never really figured out, you know, where I wanted to fit in the mix. Uh, I would do well in the corporate world, but was never particularly happy. And uh, finally, after a lot of soul searching and working with a few coaches myself, uh, concocted what I'm up to now. Nice. I, I love it, man. So <clears throat> after this journey, when you, uh, you, you, you finally made the, the jump into uh, the coaching world, how did, how did that start out for you? Did you... Did you know you wanted to be working with entrepreneurs at first, or did you kind of bounce around in a few different places before you kind of found your groove? Yeah, it, it, it's, a, it's a good question, and uh, definitely something that, that I work with on clients uh, as well, because uh, it, it does take a while to, to figure out where, where you kind of fit in, in the sandbox. And for me, uh, you know, and, and you can let me know how deep we want to go into this, yeah. uh, but uh at one point during my corporate journey, I, I revisited passion and I, I was saying, well, you know, I, I really want to do something I'm passionate about. And I decided I wanted to be a business owner. And so, uh, I tried to, uh, get a food truck going. This is when food trucks were kind of just starting to be the hot ticket item. Yep. And, you know, uh, God, universe, source, whatever took care of me in retrospect. And, and I, I didn't get a loan for any of it. And thank God, cause I would have burned all the money. Uh, but I ended up having this crazy opportunity to uh, open a restaurant in California. And so my favorite line of this is I'm doing some due diligence with my buddy after we checked it out and we're having a beer. And uh, the, the comment was, well, man, how can you not make money with a bar and grill on the water in California? Nice. Not Sounds too good. long afterwards, we would find out. And so, <laughs> uh, as I jokingly said, I ran an uh, involuntary nonprofit. Uh, and for me, you know, it, uh, it closed, you know, pretty quickly. Uh, I was absurdly undercapitalized mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, going back to your point, I, I earlier in the podcast, I did not have that support and third party, uh, sounding board that I needed for some of my business decisions at the time. Yeah. Uh, or, or, you know, I, I probably did and, and, uh, just wasn't paying attention to it. And so that for me, that, that whole experience of losing the restaurant and kind of scratching my head and saying, how did this happen? Uh, really sparked a, a deep passion for entrepreneurship when I all of a sudden realized that uh, passion, hard work, and you know some some uh, intelligence, let's call it, doesn't a healthy business necessarily make. Yeah. Uh, and and so that's where I ended up falling in to my groove now with my coaching practice was I realized it was a, a very unique set of challenges that folks that were bright and were successful in the corporate world experience when they would launch their own businesses. Mm. And so the more I started to focus on that, I realized that's where I could provide the most value and had the most experience uh, for my potential clients. And, and so that's what I've built my practice around. Nice. I love it. Um, you know, you, you obviously you had the opportunity to work with uh, uh, a variety of business owners and people starting up uh, new and different ventures for themselves. Uh, what do you say is probably one of the most, how do I want to put this, one of the most common pieces of advice that you find is needed uh, 
that people may not be aware of when they're just getting started out, especially if they've never been their own boss before? What do you think is the the biggest tangible surprise that really helps people get some better results from what you do? Yeah, I I would say it's something around the whole uh, unconscious incompetence. You know, yeah. most of the folks that that are at that stage where they're they're finally willing to double down on themselves and and leave behind what might be a lucrative corporate job and and jump off the cliff, they're usually uh, pretty confident and convinced that that they've got some things figured out. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would say one of the areas where folks don't spend enough time that I see very frequently is being deliberate about where they want to go with the business and mm-hmm. then how they're going to get there. Yeah. And, and so, you know, if we can start off and say, well, hey, maybe I need to bring home, you know, make up numbers here, let's call it 110 grand this year. And these are the types of hours I want to work. And, and here's, you know, where my primary value to my customers, being able to back in and, and figure that out uh, doesn't happen all that often. Most folks just kind of push the, you know, open the, open the doors for business. And then it's like hungry, hungry hippos. They're just trying to add one thing after another and, and yeah. close deals or get whatever they can do moving. Uh, and it's not with a, a real deliberate plan. So what you often see happening is it either stalls quite a few times during their attempted launch or they get some level of success, but let's call it 6, 12, 18 months into the business, the passion falls out and they realize they, they've kind of created another job for themselves that they don't actually enjoy because they weren't real deliberate about how they structured um, things going forward. Yeah, that is... Uh that's a wise lesson and obviously can be a painful lesson to learn. I love that you brought up earlier about that, you know, the fact that because this gets preached um, almost too much. And I, I kind of have mixed feelings about the word passion when it comes to work. Um, but it, it can be kind of disillusioning when uh, it, it's a very, if we speak in Instagram terms, very likable idea to yeah. pursue passion. Um, but at the same time, you know, people that, like you said, people that are passionate and they're intelligent don't necessarily make it. There's a lot of very passionate and very smart failing entrepreneurs out there. Uh, and probably most entrepreneurs at some point have been that. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. And, and, and so, I feel like it's such a false bill of goods that gets sold. Uh, if we're talking about kind of that self-help or uh, uh, career change yeah. genre of books that are out there. And, and you know, to be frank, it, it's step one. Uh, and so yes. I, I mean, no disrespect to those that, that are in that world. And that's what, that's what I needed to spend forever doing when I was first starting off because I had no clue. Yeah. And I, I think where we do ourselves that, that, that disservice that you're referring to is to think that that is enough. And it's like buying a frying pan and saying, I know how to cook now. Yeah. And, and, and so when it, when it's not, um, when, when it's, it's taken in isolation and not part of a comprehensive yeah. package, uh, is, is where we get ourselves in trouble. Yeah. And, and I don't want to speak ill of the idea of passion. Cause I certainly, you know, I tell people all the time, like, well, what are you passionate about? Because that's, it's such a phenomenal starting point and you know, it, it can, it can sustain you if it's, if it's legit, if it's really what you want and not the popular thing that you've been seeing, Mm-hmm. And and it can seem like the, you know, oh, I want to be this because I see everybody else doing it and all the pictures on social media look real happy. Yep. Um, but getting beyond that and really thinking about and really experiencing is probably the more important idea 
actually going out and, and choosing a passion and actually getting into and experiencing it to find mm-hmm. out if it truly is going to be a sustained passion for you or if it was just something that you, you know, was something that you needed to explore to figure out whether it was or was not for you. Um, I think I think that's that's really important because, you know, like you said, it's just a piece of it and we can kind of make that argument for a lot of uh, buzzwords out there, whether it's passion or hustle or, yep. or any of that stuff. Those are all important elements of a successful business, but none of them in isolation, you know, just like cooking and you're probably got to have it, use that analogy with, you know, no one ingredient is going to make the entire dish. Um, it, it takes a variety of things and using them at the right times and in the right ways. So, um, how realistically speaking, you know, because there's a lot of people I'm sure listening to the show that are, that are in the corporate world or in the just, you know, whether they're blue collar, white collar, and they're either just starting their business or thinking about it. What do you think is a is a realistic approach for someone? And obviously, this can be different opinions for many different people. But but from your perspective and your experience, as both as a coach and as an entrepreneur, what do you think is a? Um, I hate to use the word realistic, but what do you think is something that people need to be prepared for when it comes to successfully starting an entrepreneurial venture that? can wind up sustaining them because I don't hear it as much, but I still hear the talk about, you know, bailing your career and take the leap and, you know, uh, you know, trust yourself to be able to figure it out. And all those things are good. They don't necessarily pay the bills at the end of the month and keep food on the table. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think that question segues really cleanly from, from what we were just chatting about because I feel it's this pendulum shift uh, on one end, we've got passion, and on the other end, let's call it uh, monetize it. Yeah. And and so being able to dance back and forth in those two uh, thought patterns or, or uh, philosophies or strategies effectively is, is, I think, something that folks struggle with out of the gate. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that you said, you know, hey, whether it's blue collar or white collar, uh, I, I notice a distinct difference between the two, and I would actually peg white uh, blue collar at being better at making money sooner uh, mm. than white collar. And my take on that being is that most white collar folks come from this world of, you know, making everything perfect and making sure they seem as smart as they think they are across yeah. every single platform and all of that. And they get so caught up in playing business that they forget that it's really about making money and that all that other stuff is just hocus pocus. Yeah. And, and, you know, with my more uh, blue collar clients, I'll notice they'll just be diving in immediately and, and trying to make money out of the business. Nice. Uh, so that would be one that I'd, I'd throw out off the start. And then another one would be uh, just massive risk tolerance. And, mm. and uh, again, if you've been a more conservative person and it's a big leap for you, don't underestimate the value of getting someone in your corner, you know, whether that's a, a coach, a, a peer group that you're a part of, uh, having your own, um, let's call it, you know, personal board of advisors, you know, whatever it is you need. Yeah. Uh, there's, it, it's quite likely like that navigating that emotional roller coaster will be at least, if not the harder part of the business than actually, uh, you know, running day to day operations. Yeah. For, I can. I 100% agree with that. Um, yeah, I've been fortunate last year to, to join a mastermind and uh, had some one-on-one coaching. But um, and I think both have 
great value in in different ways and fortunately the master our mastermind consists of some coaches so i think i'm kind of getting a twofer there right <laughs> um, no, but that, it, that was the big thing for me was i i never re, i my coaching business did not do well until i invested in getting uh the support that i need and, yeah. and i think where we sometimes do our again going back to this kind of disservice or injustice about uh giving ourselves a fair chance to succeed, which a lot of times we don't, it, it, it's recognizing that you're likely exceeding your comfort zone if you're doing this. And yeah. so if you're going somewhere you've never been before and trying to be a person that you've never been before, uh, for every other stage of your life, you probably got assistance along the way, whether that was yep. a uh, you know, college, whatever it might be, you know, that uncle, uh, wise grandparent, whatever, whatever the deal is. And all of a sudden we, I, I watch a lot of people stop doing that once they open the doors of their business and think that it's just all about what's ever in those four walls. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's where folks can jam themselves up pretty quickly. Yeah, it's very true. It's, it's, and it's kind of funny. Um, uh, obviously coaching in and of itself as a, as an industry, uh, is widely becoming a lot more, uh, acceptable and almost in some places being recognized as needed as an mm -hmm. industry, which I think is a good thing. But it's it's kind of crazy if you think about it for just the idea of starting your own business and not getting any coaching on it. If you just kind of think about that in rational terms, if you've never done it before, like you said, you know, if you go to, you know, if you start anything else in life, you're going to get some training on it, whether it's learning how to play tennis or going to culinary right. school or st starting a new job. Somebody's going to teach you how to do that job. So the idea of trying to start your own job with no assistance, um, it, it can kind of, in, in hindsight, can leave you kind of scratching your head thinking, well, why in the world would you think that is going to work? Uh, right. Uh, <laughs> all by and, and, that, and that people do it all day, all the yeah. time, and myself included. You know, I'm, I'm raising my hand here, and I, I yeah. think about... Uh, these things have never been easier before, you know, if you think about the information age that we live in. Yeah. And so I had a flat tire the other day and uh, actually had to YouTube, uh, you know, where the jack insert went because there's like a special <laughs> spot in my car. And so I think about like, oh, wow, I actually spent more time researching how to change a car tire than I did about how to launch my uh, restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> totally makes sense. It is not funny, but I'm sorry. I'm sorry for laughing, but it's true. Right? It, it, it is really true. It's funny how, yeah, I guess, it's funny how things that are acceptable um, uh, because they're normal. Uh, I should say it's funny how things become accepted just because they're the norm. Right. Um, but fortunately, I think for today's entrepreneurs, there is way, is way, it's so much easier to get some help out there. Whether you get a live one-on-one -on -one coach. Or even if you just invest in a course, or like in a course or online, or like you said, um, yep. Jay, just YouTube some info and get some type of assistance because uh, it's definitely out there. And you know, like you and I both know, it's hard enough running a business on your own, and uh, there's there's just no reason to go it alone these days. So totally, totally, and and I think like part of it is uh, learning the land. I think here's where. Folks should spend some time uh, as they're trying to figure out what type of support they, or uh, when they're trying to figure out who they want to retain or work with or what route it might all be. Mm -hmm. Is is getting some clarity into what type of support do they most need? You yeah. know, hey, do you need 
sales and marketing help? Do you need business model coaching? Is mm-hmm. it just executive uh, functioning skills that you need more of? Is it the emotional side of things? Is it, uh, you know, perhaps the digital marketing world is, is foreign to you, but, but knowing wh- what you need and then going back to that, that comprehensive package, I, I think the risk can be uh, going through and, and you grab one, one strategy book on this topic and another strategy book on that topic, but the two were never really meant to work together. And so I, I think that's where folks can struggle extra is when there's not uh, cohesion in the links of the chain between the things that they're working on. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree with that one. Um, let, let me ask you this. Um, I'm, I'm curious to get your take on this. When it comes to, to lifestyle um, as an entrepreneur, meaning like what kind of hours do you want to be working? Are you going to be working you know, nights and weekends or are you going to block out family time? Do you find that um, the majority of or, or the majority of your clients anyway, do they seem to have that in mind when they get started or is that something that's kind of just um, <laughs> they kind of take the leftovers and try to build a lifestyle out of that? How does that play in for for you and what's your take on that? Yeah, I love what you just said. I definitely think it's leftovers. <laughs> uh, and I would also say, like, again, myself included, completely self-delusional yeah. when folks uh, you, think about what their life is going to look like and then actually once, you know, the doors open and, and they get into it. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, there's no way around it. There, there, there's the work, there's lots of it. And there, in my experience, you know, there's uh, there's more of it than, let's call it, a regular you know, nine to five or something like that. And not that that even exists anymore. But I also think a ton of it is self-imposed pain. Mm -hmm. And we do it under the auspices of like, hey, I'm hustling or hey, I'm working hard or hey, Mm -hmm. this is what needs, you know, quote unquote, needs to get done. But oftentimes what we're doing is being overly ambitious in pursuit of wanting success. So uh, what what that typically looks like for, for either myself or clients is, uh, folks are adding on too many business units or going in too many different directions after too many shiny dangly things at once and they're diluting their impact across all of them and now it feels harder and they feel behind all of the time mm. and that push to just keep on working and keep on working uh, you know it, it's not sustainable I don't care who you are there there's a, a small percentage of uh, of you know this new class of, of of hustlers out there that are preaching you know work all the time around these things, but that doesn't work for the majority of people. And what ends up happening is folks start to get burned out. They lose their love for the business. They pick up uh, some bad habits along the way. Stress mm-hmm. management goes out the door, and uh, a lot of times it wasn't. It didn't need to be as hard as we made it out to be. So I, I guess the final thing I'll I'll say on this is. If folks are able to have awareness around how their business makes money mm-hmm. and stick to that at the start uh, and get that up and running and make that be a functional core and then pause for a little bit, you know, uh, look around, see the horizon. You, you probably know the landscape much better now. You have a better clue of what you're doing. You have a better clue of your needs, your customers' needs, where you fit in in the marketplace and now start to add on more rooms to that house, you know, or more revenue generating angles or partners or whatever that might look like mm, i like it i like it a lot um a question for you then to, to follow up on that you know for for somebody starting out you mentioned figuring out how their business is going to make money do you 
and what's your personal take on, and I guess this may be an individual uh, perspective, but what's your personal take on the idea of, you know, should somebody be figuring out how that money's going to be generated? And I'm talking at the very, very onset of a business. Uh, let's just say a person decides, you know, I want to be a relationship coach. Mm-hmm. And do you think the focus should be on, you know, okay, how specifically am, am I going to generate money in this business? And, you know, for this example, it could be you know, group coaching, you know, and right. a, a, a paid online group or one-on-one coaching, whatever it is. Or do you think they should have an idea of like, look, what do you want your life to look like when you become a relationship coach? What do you want your lifestyle to be like, your your schedule to look like first? Or do you think, you know, which one do you think should be coming first, the desired lifestyle or getting really clear about the the revenue generator? Yeah, I'm going to have to cheat and say yes to both. Uh <laughs> You know, because I, I think the, the necessity in building a business around your lifestyle is important because mm-hmm. uh, presumably for some you know, reason, whether that's uh, you like to be well-balanced, you have other interests, you can, maybe can only work part-time, maybe you're a parent, what, whatever it might be, there, there's probably some realities of the infrastructure as to why uh, you want a certain lifestyle design. So it, it, at some point in time, and ideally, you know, the sooner the better so that you're not undoing a business, uh, you make that decision and build the, the business around that. Nice. And that being said, though, uh, to the to the point around knowing how the business makes money, the, the two things I want to say on that, one is I, I always encourage my clients, if they have the financial flexibility, to uh, kiss some frogs during that first year. You know, put, mm-hmm. put, take more from the, try different things from the buffet. Uh, as cause if you're just starting out, you, you might be trying to figure out where you like to, uh, play the most, you know, who your favorite types of clients are. And if you shut yourself down too early in the process, uh, you're going to lose some of the richness of that. Yeah. That being said, you, you can't be so broad that no one knows how to hire you. So in the, uh, relationship coach example, uh, you, you might not know, uh, Hey, do I want to work with couples that are getting married? Do I want to work with couples that are struggling? Uh, do I want to work with individuals yet that are trying to get into a relationship? You know, you might not know any of that, but you probably, if you go uh, meta, know uh, what, you're, what you do want to do one level up. So it could be, uh, you know, I, I help uh, people that spent $100,000 on a wedding maintain that investment type of thing. Or, mm. or I, I, I introduce more harmony into relationships uh, to reduce cheating or what, whatever that flavor might be, but getting some type of, of a net around the, the general area where you play and then going more specific as you get clarity around your niche. Nice. I love it. Fantastic advice, man. I, I appreciate it. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shift gears on us uh, real quick because I have to ask. I have to get into it. Um, I, 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 I saw that you're a co-founder of Giving Kicks. Um, uh, yes, yeah. a, a charity. I, I, I'd love for you to share about that. And how did that get started for you? And, and what's that looking like for you these, these days? Yeah, this is this is a super fun uh, story for me. because I, I was at uh, a, a personal uh, development event and end up uh, just shooting the breeze with this guy who's got on a pair of Jordans and, and we start waxing poetic about Jordans and sneakers and all that good stuff. Nice. And uh, I, he ends up saying to me, uh, hey, at the last day, what size shoe are you? And I'm like, uh, ten and a half. Why? And he's like, hey, I'll be right back. 
and comes out of his car. And so he's a sneaker collector and ends up, uh, his name's Damian Rufus and ends up gift, gifting me, uh, a commemorative pair of the original Jordans with this funky leather and color <laughs> pattern. And, Get the uh, heck out of here. yeah, right. And, and so here, here's an interesting thing. Uh, I'm a huge law of attraction, Abraham Hicks type believer. Yeah. And the day prior, uh, my shoes were actually pretty busted at the time. I, like, you know, like when the, the rear flap of your heel and your sneakers starts flapping around when you're walking and I'm like, I should yep. just toss these shoes in the trash and, and buy a new pair of shoes. Uh, well, I've got some time to kill. And so I was looking at Jordans and I was like, man, I've always wanted a pair of Jordans. I'm like, well, why don't I just pull the trigger and I'm about to. And then, uh, you know, a little bit of guilt comes in and I'm like, I can't be spending $200 on a, on a pair of sneakers. <laughs> I've got twins. Like I'm just yeah. not going to do it. And then, so to have them gifted uh, the next day was such a, a beautiful thing. And uh, he and I chatted about it for a while. And, we were, and I, I just said, "Hey, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do yet, but I'm going to pay this forward." And then, you know, we start, started reflecting on how we were both raised by single moms, and that they always tried to get us uh, nice clothes and a good a new pair of shoes to go back to school with, so that you uh, felt proud and could, you know, hang your head high. Yep. Uh, at the very least in September. And so uh, <laughs> we had this concept around uh, getting a thousand kids a new pair of shoes to go back to school with. And uh, we founded givingkicks.com. And so that's our, our goal is, is to try to have some fun with this and, and get uh, kids new pairs of shoes to go back to school with. Oh, I love that, man. I love that. How, how long ago did you guys uh, get started with this? Uh, this would have been uh, last fall. So would that be 2017 ish? And uh, what we're working on right now is, is trying to get that fulfillment partner, you know, so if you think of like a, a, a Zappos, an Amazon, yep. something like that, uh, where, you know, cause by the way, we're doing 100% pass through on any of, uh, any of the uh, contributions. So we're not taking any fees yep. and um, we're, we're actually going to be buying the shoes. We're just looking for somebody that can give us a little bit of a discounted price and help with fulfillment. Beautiful, man. That, that's for, for everyone out there listening. Number one, if you go over to givingkicks.com, as Jay said, this is, you know, he's they're not taking any fees at this point. They're putting 100% of your donation to uh, towards this this mission and this, this project. And number two, if anybody's out there listening that has a connection to anyone in the shoe industry, sneaker industry, um, that wants to team up and hook up with uh, with our friend Jay here, uh, definitely reach out to me or Jay directly or just go straight to givingkicks.com and get connected uh, to help out. And Thank you so much, man. Uh, I really, no, I really somebody, appreciate that. hope somebody hears that. I'm just going to believe it is. I'm going to put it out there because uh, I'd, I'd love to see that. And we'll chat afterwards uh, about what you got going on too, but I wanted to wanted to make sure I bring that up. Uh, so, Thank you so much, man. Uh, I really, really appreciate that. No, nah, you're, you're definitely welcome. Uh, I, I definitely, I, I love when I see... Yeah, I love this about the the people I get to meet doing a show because there's always, you know, people like you that are that are doing what they do, not just to grab a couple of bucks and put it in their pocket, but you know, you want to make an impact. And uh, I respect it, appreciate it, and vibe with it. And I know our listeners do too. So, got to share the love out there for sure. Right. So, what's uh, Jay? What's uh, well, you know what? I, I, I always do a few questions on the show. I, I'd love to throw them at you if you yeah. want. If you're cool with a, a quick rapid fire here. Love uh, it. Speed run. Or not so quick rapid fire. <laughs> we, <laughs> we tend to go a little deeper, so I can't lie and say rapid fire. But uh, So I, I'd love to hear uh, from you. I'd love for you to share with our, our guests something that uh, was it either 
was or is a challenge that you had to work on, uh, either personally or professionally, and how did you get through it? Something that would be beneficial for people to say, hey, I had to deal with this and this is how I, how I dealt with it because, you know, we all know those lessons are always, there's always some alignment with people as they're listening that can uh, relate and get some benefit from it. Yeah, it's a great question. The, the, the two I would throw out, one would be uh, kind of the whole rich dad, poor dad uh, mentality. And, yeah. you know, for those that uh, might have more modest backgrounds that are working their way up and are dabbling in entrepreneurship, uh, learning to manage and evolve their relationship with money mm -hmm. uh, can be a, a very important one along the way. And learning how to feel good about investing back into the business as a growth plan versus penny pinching and thinking, you know, that having more in the savings account is, uh, is, uh, the, the wiser play. Yeah. Um, so a, a lot of stuff around that I, I, I think would be uh, an important area for some self work. And then the other one that I would say is, uh, this concept of making things happen with a capital M and, mm -hmm. and using, more sort of force, uh, let's call it more masculine energy, uh, that whole hustle type of thing, uh, can only get you so far. And so for me, you know, and, and, and like, you know, I know Gary Vaynerchuk talks about like uh, hustle mm -hmm. being his only gear. Yeah. Uh, for me, I learned that the more I went in that direction, the less power and control I felt I had over my business and mm. the harder everything seemed. And so I, I think learning to, and, and by the way, for most of, of us, that, that's how we've, we've accomplished everything. You know, you get through school with hard work yeah. and um, being persistent and enduring tough times, et cetera, et cetera. But it gets a lot more comfortable and fun when you recognize the accelerator pedal as an option to be used when you need it. And so, yeah, I've got, you know, that that V8 uh, in the tank when I'm ready to go and have to push hard for a couple of days and make a bunch of things happen and be tenacious and, and manage a bunch of uh, juggling balls, but also the flip side of timing. And I think timing mm. is hugely not discussed yes. in this world and it's all about push and make. And the, the best analogy I can give to it is if you're thinking about a, uh, a running back well, he needs to wait for his linemen to create the holes. Otherwise, you're just running into the people in front of you and falling down over and over again. And so a lot of times I think we're trained to believe that the uh, learning to pay attention to timing is somehow a, a sissy's play or it's a weak play or a, a laziness comes up a lot. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's not. And, yeah. and so learning how to, to lean into that and recognize that once you've put it out there, uh, learning to trust that it's going to happen and, and recognizing that you don't have to be the one responsible for making everything happen all the time. Uh, your network, your friends, the universe, et cetera, uh, is there pulling for you as well. And if you don't believe it, just look back at your life story and you're going to find tons of supporting cases where, where that uh, is true. Yeah, I, I love that. That's a, that's a great answer. And it's funny, you, you bring up Gary, Van, uh, Gary V, uh, who might, I love Gary. Every time I get, uh, every time I find find myself getting chafed by seeing him scream some about hustle, I watch yeah. another video on him, and I just see him being so awesome and so gracious and so supportive of everybody he talks to. And I really think deep down, I've never met Gary, never so much as you know, Twitter chatted with him. Um, 
but I gotta feel like I almost feel like sometimes like Gary means when he pushes hustle. I almost feel like he's talking to a specific person that needs it, and he feels totally. like and he feels like he needs to keep saying it because I mean you and I both know there are plenty of people out there that are wasting so much time, you know, and and cutting off. We're not daring to work past six o'clock <laughs> on any yep. day, and never, ever, ever working on the weekend. And they need their PlayStation. They need their this and that. Um, so in those cases, there are people that need that kick in the pants to say, "Dude, get up and hustle, do something," yep. <laughs> and realize yep. how much time you actually have to get things done. Um, but at the same time, I certainly uh, agree with you that th- that is, as we mentioned way early in the episode, it's not the recipe. It, it, it is just an ingredient, ingredient, and sometimes it's an ingredient only for those people that need it because, you know, some people just, they manage their time very well anyway. They don't need to right. be told to hustle. Right. Yeah, and I, I find being strategic about, like, knowing, uh, so for me, like, I, I still go to Gary Vee when I need inspiration. Ah, oh, for sure. It, and, and that shot, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, that's definitely, and we can go down a rabbit hole with that, how there's, there's these, mm-hmm. there's people, there's so many thought leaders that are just doing amazing things and are doing them so differently. Yeah. And there, there are people that I love and I like, like Gary that I'll listen to him when I want that shot in the pants. Uh, Brendan Bouchard's another one that when I, when I want a shot in the pants, I, I watch either Brendan video or usually I grab one of his books because uh, mm-hmm. I, I love the way he writes. And then there's other people that I go to when I need to feel like it's okay to slow down. <laughs> right, right, right. It's yep. fu- it's funny how we as individuals can need all those things. So I think it's really valuable to th- that we have so many different people that whose platforms portray different archetypes, if you will, because uh, I personally think we need them all. Uh, I, yep. I wanted to follow up on what you said about, um, oh gosh, oh, timing. Where mm. do you... and. I'd love to know how, what do you think about how we balance that? Because, and I only say that because, um, yes, I 100% agree with you uh, that we have to trust timing. There are so many things that, you know, if I had done or pushed or, you know, gone further than I did, it would have just been a train wreck. And I'm grateful that I waited for the right time and I trusted that. Um, but I also know that there's some people that can, that can use timing as a crutch. Now, I'm sure you heard it on time. Well, this it's not the right time for me to do this, and I'll do that someday. Or uh, you know, I think I need to wait. Is is there anything uh, that you've seen that can be helpful in helping people in knowing how to balance timing versus procrastination? I love. I, I think that's a very very important distinction, and I, I'll throw out. Uh, learning to trust ourselves as a big component of becoming an entrepreneur. And I, I think that a lot of folks struggle with that because there are those moments of doubt and fear yeah. and, and self-reflection. But uh, I, I'm going to put trust as the answer through the lens of does it feel right? Uh, and yeah. so I, I'm totally okay with waiting and timing if it feels authentic and natural and it feels kind of like still water with inside you yeah when it's when it's i'm afraid to make that phone call because i haven't mm-hmm. handled my own stuff around getting rejected yet yeah. when it, it's uh, any anything like that where we're we're actually couching some other uh, aspect of ourselves where we haven't done our self work yet under timing then that's when we're screwing it up yeah 
Yeah, that's that's such a great point. I I, I love what you said about uh, the trust your gut because um, I swear this is probably going to be the like eighth episode where I've mentioned Mel Robbins' name, um, but I'm completely in love with the five second rule, uh, probably because it's her her book, the five second rule, has has really impacted me so much personally. And and in in her book, she talks about when you have that feeling in your gut, like you know it's the right thing. Um, yep. To you know, count backwards five, four, three, two, one, and just and just physically move in that direction to get the things that thing done, and that's that's exactly what you're talking about here is trusting your gut. And to, to her point, she used the analogy, uh, you know, that it's, that rule is not to be meant to be used for uh, uh, getting married or uh, <laughs> right. or placing a bet or things of that sort. Um, yeah, but it's yeah. it's really to be used for trusting your gut. So I think you make a you make you definitely make a great point there. Um, to we need to be honest with ourselves um, when it comes to timing. That we're we're if we are waiting or pausing or hesitating, it's because our gut is telling us that we need to, as opposed to our fear is telling us that we need to. Yeah, um, yeah, that was the word I was looking for. Yep, thank yeah. you. Yeah, and, and it all comes to that all goes back to personal development and doing that inner work and you know working on the the self-awareness and all those types of things to uh to know what's right for you and it really goes back to what you mentioned uh early in the episode of just about getting really clear about what the goal of of the business is like yep. you know what do you plan on doing what's your revenue driver and and that will play itself forward to helping us with the timing for sure so Thanks. See, I told you this wasn't going to be that much of a rapid fire because that was question one. Second question is the the actually the opposite of that. What's something that you've been uh, into or using uh, personally or professionally that you can share with people that that has really been um, a thumbs up for you that you'd like to share with the listeners? And it could be anything from an app yeah, the, the, to a habit. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, the two I'll go with, and, and they're both apps uh, and habits now, are uh, an app called Insight Timer, which I love. It's a, a meditation app, and you can uh, basically filter by the amount of time you have, what type of, of genre you want. Is it guided? Is it just music, uh, et cetera? Uh, that's been a good one for me to have just some go-to options. Uh, and then the other one has been uh, anything uh, Abraham Hicks related on YouTube. And so my, my newest thing is when I know my headspace is off, uh, I've given myself full permission to just stop what I'm doing and go for a walk. And I, I listen to one of these. So I'll type in, you know, usually around 10 to 15 minutes long. So it's like a perfect time to go stretch the legs, refret, reframe your headset. And, uh, I'll put in Abraham Hicks and then, whatever the malady is that I might be uh, experiencing. So uh, anxiety, depression, uh, lack of confidence, you know, whatever those are, or I'll put in the positive that I want to be feeling, uh, you know, uh, conviction, trust, enthusiasm. And I, I find that that does a great job of helping me uh, better navigate my inner critic and keeping me in a, a better state of flow or momentum. Uh, so those two have been, have been huge for me. Nice. I love it, man. You know, and everybody listening, see, you, you thought you were just listening to a guy that's all about business, but there is no business if we don't, there, there is no developing our business if we're not developing ourselves and, and working on our inner game. Uh, that can't be overstated enough. Uh, Jay, are you, uh, um, uh, I'm assuming uh, from 
the, these couple apps that you mentioned, um, you meditate regularly? No, no, unfortunately, no. that that's kind of that. I'd say that's a practice that I'm working on, uh, and I, I, I definitely notice I go in swings of of being more on top of it uh, nice. than not. And I, I also notice as a symptom when I'm way off, when uh, I feel overwhelmed or harried more often. Uh, I'm also like, oh yeah, and I haven't meditated for the last two weeks. That's what's up again. <laughs> so, how do you normally use the Insight Timer? When do you uh, pop that in? And is that strictly a meditation app, or is it more of a um, just kind of casual uh, uh, listening app? Uh, yeah, I, I'm almost entirely uh, meditation based. There's a okay. few other uh, angles on it, but it's almost all uh, meditation. Okay. Cool. Cool. And I'd say, you know, I usually try to shoot for it uh, first thing in the morning. What I've noticed is, and again, so like kind of for me, how things are going in my business is almost a direct correlation of how I'm doing with myself. Yep. And and what I've really learned is that when I get up and start working immediately, that sets a tone for me that just makes the whole day start to get yeah. worse yeah. and already feeling behind. And then things start piling up and on and on. And I notice that, you know, if I'll wake up uh, something minor, you know, like, like 20 minutes early and give myself 10 to 15 minutes to just sit, breathe, focus, set the energy that I want to have for the day, yeah. whatever, um, you know, uh, commitments I'm making with myself, et cetera, everything unfolds at a more measured pace and I navigate the, the bumps of the day more effectively. See, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and call this the completion of my research project because I swear every like 100 percent of the people I talk to uh, about meditation or any type of um, practice of calm in the morning, like a morning routine, whether it's tra the traditional idea of eyes closed, you know, music or mantra meditation or just some type of gratitude practice, anything in the morning, 100 percent of the time. Everybody I speak with, myself included, says the same thing, that if and when they miss a day or they miss that activity, whether it's for a day or a few days or a few weeks, it directly affects how the rest of their day goes, 100% uh, of the time. Mm. And uh, that's, it's, I, I, yep. I, I appreciate you chiming in, because I know for anybody that's listened to the show uh, regularly, they, I'm sure they've heard me, I'm sure you've heard me you know, get into meditation to some extent with somebody. And, and it's, it's always the same thing every time, you know, when we do it in the morning, uh, it sets the tone for the day. So I appreciate you that sharing that, sharing that with us and being quite frankly, being so honest about how it affects you. So it's for sure. pretty cool to, pretty cool to know. And a great lesson for all of us to remember, because trust me, I, there are days I skip and I'm like, Oh God, why didn't I just meditate this morning? <laughs> yeah. And, and you know what I love is once, once you start to, see the benefits of yeah. it. I, I know that when I was initially trying to get into it, where I, I got myself screwed up is I viewed it as being in tension with my success. So mm. I was cutting that time out of the day yeah. as sort of a sacrifice and uh, that worked against my business or you know, it left me with 15 minutes less that day to do whatever I needed to. Yeah. And once I started to really pay attention to that nexus of it working, I then could lean into it as a secret sauce tool that works 100% of the time. And I don't have that many levers I can pull in my business that work 100% of the time. <laughs> That's for sure. I know that and, feeling. Yeah. And so if, if listeners can flip it to that way yeah. uh, and engage in it from a space of uh, strength and foundation to get their day going versus some side woo-woo thing, uh, yeah. I, I think it just changes the energy. Yeah. It's funny. You, you reminded me of this uh, 
this I forget what the saying was or or the time frame of the saying, but you know it's essentially you know, anybody that says they don't have fifteen minutes a day for meditation, uh, that's fine. Just meditate for thirty minutes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> just double that. whatever it is. Just whatever you don't have time for, double it. That's what you need. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so what's uh, Jay rolling into? What's the what's next big thing? I'd love to hear what's the next thing for you on the horizon, and I mean something big. Uh, maybe not even planned yet, but something that you've been thinking of that you may not even have shared with anybody yet that you'd like to see um, or that you'd like to bring into existence. What's next big for Jay Rook that we can look forward to? Well, I, I love it. So this, this will be a, a, a first public announcement of these two, then if we're going to go with uh, stuff that I'm thinking about but, but haven't uh, publicly committed to. Nice. Uh, one is I want to host a uh, wine country business accelerator retreat. Ooh. So probably like some type of three day, you know, come out and either get your business dialed in or get uh, set up to launch a successful one type of a uh, a retreat weekend that I think would be super fun and have, uh, you know, some wine tasting and and uh, lifestyle experiences along with the learning and, and making connections. Yeah. And uh, the other one is I want to start doing a an entrepreneurial road trip where uh, I basically uh, you know, Facebook live or record the majority of it. And I'm thinking, you know, let's pretend I go down from, from San Francisco, uh, fly down or to go down to LA rather, yep. and then drive my way back up, stopping at a couple of, uh, you know, targeted selected businesses on the way up and having kind of fireside chats with those people, nice. but then taking, uh, business coaching calls from the road and just turning the whole thing into a big show and, and having some fun with it. Dude, that sounds so amazing. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> yeah, that sounds. That's actually both of them do. Uh, I'm I'm a bit of a wine fan, I'll admit. Uh, so yeah, wine and business, and I definitely love the idea of the road trip. The, both of those are are pretty amazing. So I actually look forward to you putting them in, bringing them into the real world, and definitely hit me up when you do. Uh, thank so, you, man. So I can either participate or cheer you on, or, or or spread the word, whatever I can do to to help you out with it for sure that sounds pretty amazing and i'm sure you got a couple people with their eyebrows up when you mentioned the wine retreat so that's a good deal <laughs> man it's <laughs> pretty Thanks. awesome Thanks. uh definitely the most important question i i can ask uh to you when you for being here on the show is how can people get a hold of jay rook and uh get a hold of what you're doing what you're up to and uh take advantage of your your service and like we said at the beginning of the show listen to your podcast Thank you, man. I really, really appreciate uh, that offer. I would say jrook.com, J-A-Y-R-O-O-K-E.com uh, is the best place to go and uh, you know, join the conversation. I'll have some uh, free resources usually available on the site and uh, ebook that I've got going. Uh, that's where you can find the podcast, uh, everything related to that. And uh, feel free to join my, my mailing list or shoot me a note and uh, ask me a question and I'll do my best to get, to get back to anybody. Cool. I love it. I love it. Uh, for everybody listening, I'll make sure I link up uh, Jay's, uh, Jay's contact info, his websites, uh, right there in the show notes. And uh, so if you go to go to AaronKeithHawkins.com, uh, there's a search bar in the top right corner. You can just type in Rook, that's R-O-O-K-E, and uh, just hit enter and you'll find this episode and all the links to reach out to Jay and see what he's up to. Check out his show and uh Definitely give him a big thank you for spending so much time sharing so much with us to, to today. Uh, Jay, I got to ask you a final question, man. This is yeah. this is the Unbreakable Success Podcast. If if you had just 
30 seconds to give somebody one piece of advice on how they can go through life and, and whether it's in their business, their personal life, whatever challenges they're dealing with, what do you think it takes for somebody to just stay unbreakable and be able to uh, push through anything and just keep on climbing? What advice do you have for us? Are, are we allowed to swear on the show? Uh, sure, I can beep it out in post. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so, so, so that none of this means shit. Yeah. And, and so as one's going through their entrepreneurial journey on the way up, um, you know, the, those peers of yours that, that you think are way more successful than you, that setback that you thought or, or maybe are currently thinking is, is your end as far as your, your, your time in the game, uh, whatever it might be, recognizing that you just got to keep looking back at you, keep doubling down on yourself, uh, take the long view, which is really tough to do when we're in the mm -hmm. moment. So, you know, if you're, if you're feeling squeezed, recognize you're probably in the short term view, back that camera up and, and have a real clarity around what your energetic role is here on the planet. You know, like, like what, what's your bigger story? What's your legacy? And lean into that all day. Because think about, you know, how many people, and I know this is a little cliched, but it, the more I, I, I live on the planet, the more I realize this is true. Uh, the, the whole, uh, I think uh, Thomas Edison quotation about how many men don't know how close they are to success yeah. when they quit. Yeah, for sure. And so it's just that one next day away or that one next deal, and, uh, and we have no clue what's coming up for us. So, so lean back into that, trust yourself, and, uh, and, and don't, uh, you know, get, get distracted by the, uh, the things along the way. I love it. I love it. Yeah, the 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 struggles don't mean they don't mean shit to quote you, uh, yeah. but the impact and the legacy uh, certainly does. Uh, great words, Jay. I appreciate you. Uh, I'd love to chat for another hour, man, and and give everybody a, a part two, and maybe we'll do it again at We'd some point that. in the future. That would that would be pretty awesome. But uh, Jay, I just got to say, I have to say thank you for sharing your journey with us. Um, from you starting out back in, you know, in law school and, and then switching over to culinary school. And you're, you're a great example of somebody who just continued to, to just shrug it off and keep moving until you found that groove for yourself. And it certainly seems like you're, you know, I hope you recognize the, the groove that you're carving out right now. And uh, I'm proud to know you and proud to be a part of you. Definitely proud to have you on the show. And, uh, yeah, I just wanted to recognize you and, and, and honor you for the work you're doing. And for sure, anytime you need something from me or this community, man, we're here for you. So thank you very much. You're very welcome. I, I deeply uh, receive and acknowledge everything you say. Uh, thank you so much. That feels wonderful, too. And, and, and pride uh, is a really good choice of words. And so I, I feel the pride and the love, and I, and I reflect it back. Uh, thank you to, to you and your listeners for this wonderful opportunity for me to be here today connecting with you all. I've thoroughly enjoyed it, and uh, I look forward to connecting with you guys down the road. Sounds great. Jay, we'll talk to you soon, my friend, all right? Cheers. Take care. Thank you. I got to say thank you again to Jay for hanging out with us today and sharing so much with us during the show. Uh, if you got some value, I got number one, I got to thank you for listening and hanging out with us because, I mean, the show is made for you. So thanks for being here. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for subscribing. If you got anything great out of today's episode, and I'm sure you did, uh, or actually any episode of Unbreakable Success, it would make a huge difference if you'd stop over to iTunes real quick. Leave a quick five-star rating and a quick review just mentioning something of value uh, that felt good for you about this show or any of the episodes uh, of this podcast. It makes a big deal as far as how much reach the show gets. 
So by leaving a quick review and a rating, it actually helps other people get the same kind of value that you got from the show. So thank you ahead of time for doing that. Uh, I wasn't going to mention this today, but I'm going to put it out there anyway. I just finished my first book, first full-length book called Million Dollar Influence. And number one, I'm giving it to you for free. So if you go to AaronKeithHawkins.com right now, you'll see a link to get your free copy of the book. Now, I want to explain why I wrote it. I wrote it for two main reasons. Number one, I know there's a ton of entrepreneurs that listen to the show that are either thinking about or have started their own businesses. And there's a lot of great information out there about how to build sales funnels and do webinars and and set up email sequences to try to grow your business. And all those things are valuable and important. But it felt like one big thing that was missing and that was that is causing a lot of entrepreneurs from my experience in, in coaching and people I've been speaking to, there's a gap about how to make connections and how to actually influence the people that you're reaching and that was the first half of it the second half of it is even if you don't have your own business and have no intention to if you're working a nine-to-five job or you're a stay-at-home parent no matter where you are in life your ability to succeed and increase your quality of life really depends on your ability to foster and influence strong relationships so uh, regardless of what your status is right now, I promise you, you're going to get a ton of value from this book. It really covers uh, a lot about human behavior and understanding the people around you and understanding yourself, uh, as well as how to be positively influential and powerfully influential, influential in your business and life and a lot of common mistakes and some really strong pillars to help you build stronger relationships to grow your business, grow your quality of life and just really put it out there and achieve unbreakable success, which, which is what the show is all about, obviously. Uh, so go ahead and get your free copy over at AaronKeithHawkins.com. Uh, it's for you. The book is actually being released probably a couple days after I released this episode. So if you see a um, like a register link instead, uh, if you don't get the book right away, don't be alarmed. As soon as the book comes out, which is going to be a few days from now, uh, it'll be yours and we'll get it to you at no cost, like I said, right away. So thank you again for listening to another episode of Unbreakable Success. And of course, until next time, make sure you're taking care of yourself, take care of each other, and keep on creating the best life of your life. I'm Aaron Keith Hawkins. Love you, and I'll talk to you soon.